Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Digitama Castery. As always, this is Humulos, and joining me today, I have the lovely AO Geeks. Hello, hello. And Flurp. Hello, it's me. I am not lovely, but I'm here. It's true. I specifically didn't say lovely for a reason. So. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got stuff to go over today, as usual. But first and foremost, we've got to talk about non-Digimon stuff. And we just had... We're all American on this episode today. We didn't have any Europeans join us because... They don't like us very much for some reason. <laughs> so that means we get to talk about American holidays. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. So, Flurp, what did you guys, uh, what did you do for your Thanksgiving celebrations? Um, so my in-laws-to-be and my family kind of mashed together. And uh, we had a big old family get-together for the first time since uh, I started um, dating Kelly, uh, my current fiancé, later wife. And uh, yeah, so that was fun. It was uh, delicious and uh, everyone seemed to mesh well. There were some kids there. Um, I guess my future nieces. And yeah, they were they were fun and everyone had a really good time. So I, I didn't have to drink that much wine. Most sitcoms that I'm familiar with present that situation in a much more dire status. I thought it would so be a lot more dire. <laughs> Good to hear. It's always good when the the two families can actually mesh because yeah, there are exactly. definitely cases where that does not happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> good stuff. What about you, Ayo? Yeah, so I went home for the day to my parents. Uh, my mom always uh, cooks and um, had the family together and ate. And um, of course, mom brought me back, uh, sent me back with a ton of leftovers. So we're still eating those. That's the best part of Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, what's, your, what, what's your favorite leftover to to snack on throughout the week? Yes, all of them. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always love the turkey with the stuffing, and I have cranberry sauce all in the same bite. Yep. Same. What's the uh, What's the top tier top tier Thanksgiving food for me? It's the stuffing, followed very closely by cranberry sauce. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and lay my cards on the table here and say like I'm not a huge thanksgiving food person ah. like that's not to say i don't like it's not that i don't like it i like it just fine it's just like i, I don't get enthused about it the way many people them. do right like for me it's like that's all just basic food to me like got okay it. so i got turkey i got mashed taters i got green beans i'm like that's all, that's all. i eat that stuff throughout the year anyway <laughs> so it's for me it's not a big thing but like as opposed to my wife who is just crazy about thanksgiving in every way that's like her favorite holiday actually christmas might be more but she likes preparing for thanksgiving more i would say gotcha but i don't know i, I know you said yes but if you could rank them which one would you rank uh, as the best? i don't know um i mean do you even consider turkey in the ranking because like for me like you have to have turkey for thanksgiving yeah, for sure. um yeah if that's your favorite part yeah, that's i mean the turkey because then you put the those couple other things with it so i think I think the turkey is, is is king. On my side, we had a monumentous Thanksgiving because it was the first one we ever hosted on nice. our side. So we had um, we we're in our new house; it's all set up, and we had my parents, my sister and her family, which is her husband and two kids, and then my uh, wife's mom and also a close family friends. So we had ten of us in total in the house, and Jessica had a great time setting everything up. 
Um, she really very much enjoys preparing Thanksgiving. She's got like an actual turkey roaster and everything like dedicated to just cooking that one type of food. And we, uh, yeah, I made some taters. We made all sorts of random things. We watched Lord of the Rings. It was a, it was a really good time. I was, we were worried that it was going to go weird because, you know, you know how it is. Like my parents have hosted Thanksgiving for freaking ever. And I don't think there's one year that they haven't really, except for like maybe a couple. I think we went to my sister's house like in, in Georgia one time, but usually they always host. So we're like, oh, is this going to go okay? Because they only live like 15 minutes away. They would normally host just because they're here, but no, it went perfect. And I was very happy about it. So like you, Flurp, we were a little bit worried about logistics and how things would actually mesh together, but they mesh together great. Awesome. Nice. So, awesome. So that is the real world stuff, but now we got to move on to the real, real world stuff. of the <laughs> And we had a new dim that was announced pretty out of the blue, I have to say. This one caught me entirely by surprise, because um, not only is it a new dim, but we're getting another holster, which makes sense because the current holster only holds five cards, and some people want to have more than five around i don't that having five is actually a good number for me i like i like that amount but um either way so yeah there's a new holster coming out uh, this one's a premium bandai exclusive which i'm not thrilled about but the um name of the dim is primeval warriors and it's going along with the ancient warriors dim which ancient warriors was all vmon so this one to be parallel to that is all wormmon so Ayo, what do you think about this dim? What are your thoughts on this? So, I actually like it pretty well, except for the two Puchimon. Um, I wish only one of them were on it, and maybe another one of Wormmon's ar armor evolutions. Um, I mean, I'm not crazy about Imperial Dramon and Pile Dramon being included, but it makes sense since it's the other half of that duo, Wormmon's the other half of that duo, and some people missed out on Ancient Warriors, so it's at least for a way for them to have those couple of um, Digimon from it. Um, but I love Boncho Stingmon, so I'm excited to get it in dim form. So um, I would give it maybe like a 7 out of 10. It's pretty generous. I'd say that's <laughs> a good amount. What about you, Flurp? I think I like less than half of the Digimon here. Um, I think I like Wormmon, Stingmon, maybe Jewel Vmon. Definitely Banjo Stingmon. It's like a struggle for me to like say that I love any of the other ones. Grand Quagamon's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like a lot of like uh, the fact that a lot of these are on other dims already, and that we two slots are dedicated to um, that armored Digivolution that I don't know the name of. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of off-putting, but I know Wormmon and Stingmon are fan favorites, so I'm sure people love this roster no matter what. And I I will definitely get it for those but yeah overall not too big a fan this is kind of a weak roster for me personally so I'll, if i had to rank it i'd probably give it like a four out of ten dang that is harsh but i'm probably leaning towards you on that because it's a uh, i was excited when i saw this at first because i'm like oh my gosh they got a worm on dim that's gonna have so many bugs in it and then i open it up and i'm like oh that's a lot of imperial drama <laughs> it's uh like, I, I, again, I can understand just the one Imperial Dramon. The Dragon Mode, like, I, fine, whatever. It, it makes sense, it goes with the theme. But putting Paladin Mode in there was just like, no, I don't want that. And I know there are going to be people that are excited about that. I know. I'm not going to discount their fun with that. But for me, it's just like, I don't know. This could have been a good opportunity to have a lot more bugs in there. And it's not. It ended up just being very much about Wormmon, which makes sense. 
the Vmon one was very much about Vmon. It was all about that kind of thing, and also Digitamamon for no reason. But this one is, uh, this one's, I don't know. It's also funny to me that they chose Shajamon as, like, the armor adult. Again, like, they use Shajamon on the Pendulum 20th as well, so I don't know what they have in favor of him. Like, if they had chosen Arkelamon, maybe? It would probably have been more excited, but... He's kind um, of puzzling. He's kind of a puzzling <laughs> choice for this. They love him. I don't know why. Um... Kangaomon is odd, but whatever. But like you both said, double Poochimon is not okay. Like, I don't even like one Poochimon. <laughs> when, when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, so let's see. So Wormmon, um, Ken's the crest of kindness, so he'd use the thing of kindness, the digimental kindness to evolve. What, what kind of cool bug thing would he turn into? And it's like, oh, <laughs> he turns into this weird slimy fairy. All right. <laughs> like, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Weird, but slimy fairy. And then they made a green one for some reason. Yeah. Because why not? Now they're. I'll be totally here. honest with you. I thought the green one was the default one. It is not. Red one is default. That's uh, really funny. That shows how much I know about this uh, slimy fairy. Yes. Not. It's not one people use that often. It. it again, it's weird because it, it's supposed. It's basically Wormmon's default armor evolution, you can say, but it, does, it never does show up in the show. Yeah, um, it's just uh, it's just kind of there, which is why they were allowed to go that weird with it. But and you know me, I like weird evolutions sometimes, but I'm just not a big fan of this one. I did kind of like the way that the armors looked for a lot of the main Digimon, like how they, like Halsemon was just like a really cool decked out Hawkmon, yeah, but as a Griffin, and it, like I liked the way that looked, but this uh, not so much. So. Yeah, I, I would have preferred more bugs. Like, if you threw, like, a Tyrant Cobbeterimon up there instead of Imperial Dramon Paladin mode, I'd be a little happier. If you threw yeah. a, um, like, an Okuamon or something else up there for the perfect one, there's a few good options there. We've already used um, Scorpiomon, so I can't reuse him, but... Boncho, I am happy about. Boncho sure, and Kuagamon, I'm happy about both of those. I'm sure Okuamon will show up with the Tentomon Dim. The legendary Tentomon Dim that will maybe totally happen. Definitely right? exists. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. So, that's uh, that's Primeval Warriors. Expect that, I think, in March, if I recall correctly. Is it March or May? One of those two. And I it comes with a dim holder. It comes with a dim holder. So there you go. You get it just for that. Um, yep. I still haven't ordered mine, actually. I haven't either. I want never put it yeah. up. Oh. And I don't know why they never put it up, so um, I'll probably I'll probably go with Zenin on that, because... Proxies are getting way expensive for shipping as of late. I don't know if y'all have noticed that. Like, I they already were getting expensive, but I've got a, I've got a few things that from Japan right now, and I'm going to have to pay like 4,000 yen to get them out of there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 4,000 yeah. right. Yeah, 4,000 yen to get them out of there, and it's uh, that's a lot more than it used to be. So it's upsetting. Uh, it is. It is. So like, I, I can't just use a, a um, proxy to ship one thing anymore. Like, it's just uh not reasonable at all back in the day it was back in the day you could just do whatever we wanted to be fine but these yeah. days no way now i i haven't used a proxy in a hot minute because i basically finished everything that i wanted for my collection a while ago yeah so it's like yeah i guess i'm glad i got it in before it got yeah be thankful for that <laughs> thankfully i've got one more thing coming i could throw into this batch of those cute little digimon figures that i bought so well uh i bought both sets of those and then i got the um, Nightmare Soldiers, Metal Empire, and two Virus Buster original pendulums. Nice. nice. Looking forward to receiving those. So, anyway, so that's uh, the VPET side of things. So let's move on to Ghost Game. We had two episodes, as usual, because it's every other week. So 
Um, the last episode was one I was particularly looking forward to because it was just called Birds, and I happen to like birds quite a bit. <laughs> and th there was a lot of things that we were talking about in the previous podcast as far as like what kind of potentials we could have for this. And I think the general consensus is that those potentials were not met. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, I don't know. Flirt, you you wrote up a whole thesis on this already. So yeah, let, let's start with some of your thoughts. So, um, I guess I'll start with the fact that the stakes felt pretty forced. Um, I never in this episode felt like there was much um, in the way of like uh, danger, like real danger. Um, there's no way the birds would have done anything to the humans. Um, in that uh, like conservatory area, that was like, the most bizarre thing to say. It's yeah, like, there's, there's just predatory birds like eagles in there. Like people don't get attacked by eagles. What? Are yeah, that's not a thing that happens. And like, if 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 it were established that uh, um, Yadagaraman was forcing these like these freed birds to attack people or something, then I might have gotten some kind of like tension there, and that would have made sense. And that probably would have played into the theme at the end that Angoromon said, which is like, or or maybe they could have come up with a more impactful theme, which is like freedom is different for different um, for different people, or like freedom is relative. If you're free but in servitude to the person who freed you, you're not actually free. Like that could be actually a, maybe a powerful message if they spun it differently. But no, like instead it works on no level. <laughs> um, I mean, and, that, to be fair, that's half of what Angoromon says at the end of every episode. That's just, exactly. It's what he does. Just like, he just says something completely talking? random. <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't know how to end it. So like, just just have the guy with Zoro's voice say something. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was like my main gripe with the overall episode. Like the overall episode, just the fact that the stakes didn't really make sense to me. Um, uh, yeah. Besides that, the dude, the human that was helping Garaman, just he didn't feel like he had any real motivation to me. Like, like he liked as birds. someone who had right. birds in captivity. Exactly, exactly. Like he, maybe if they had played with the epiphany more that he might have had, where it's like, oh, I guess birds do deserve to go free. But in reality, it was just him kind of swapping like ideologies very fast, and like, oh, it's a big bird. Guess it's time to worship and serve the big bird. Yeah, if he was like facing punishment from Yatagaramon or something, it was like he was like, you have taken these birds captive, and I will end you. And it's like, and he had like some kind of change of heart by realizing what he had done, and like. Fearing for his life, he yeah. asked for asked to be redeemed, and Yadagaramon's like, "You will serve me to face your redemption." It's like, okay, yeah, that or it could have gotten like, behind. It could be like an like an ironic thing, like oh, like Yadagaramon is, has enslaved this man in order to free other other beings. Right, that's kind of like hypocritical. Like, oh, maybe there could be some kind of depth to this. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like if he was outside that uh, the bird conservatory at the start of the episode, like with a sign like birds should be free yeah, or something that like great. that would have foreshadowed they would have ended up at the conservatory and it would have made more sense you know with with following Yadagaramon. yeah no he's just some random freaking dude who likes to walk in spirals yeah <laughs> right yeah. um big yeah big uzumaki vibes yeah this is a <laughs> <laughs> well he, he, they could have also done like maybe like a like a a nature versus like industry type theme where maybe like uh a, like a forest where this guy like fed birds would have gotten like bulldozed over for some kind of uh something else um i don't know give him real motivation give him 
real like uh there's a lot they could have done but they just did nothing like that's that's the problem is that it really was just literally nothing and yeah yeah it was just inexplicable shift where he just decided to be yeah and then the end where he kind of just like runs away it's like no resolution no real no real uh cap on his storyline he just kind of gets upset and runs yeah i was hoping he'd become like a recurring like tamer type thing like yeah. you actually team up with Yatagaramon and for real but no instead it was just kind of i don't know it did his thing now he's done forever and we'll never see the guy again i'm sure yeah this is the episode of squandered potential i think i think there was a lot that could have gone well here <laughs> i do have to say though i am confused about what type of birds they have in this world to where they all require electronic locks on their bird cages because <laughs> Like, I've, I've seen people with birds before, right? Like, listen, birds are smart. I have seen birds fish, like, legitimately take pieces of food and put it in the water to attract fish. And, like, they know what they're doing, okay? But they can't open up, like, a cage that has that little latch put down. Like, yeah, they just can't. They don't have the physical ability to do so. And it's like, so why do they need all these electronic locks? Are people stealing birds? Is that a common maybe, problem? Hmm, maybe, maybe birds are actually hyper-intelligent in this 7G future. Yeah, maybe. Um, the 7G waves have increased the intelligence of the average bird <laughs> so much so that they need to be kept in captivity. Otherwise, they will escape and harm people. And that's, that's why Hero is so... Because he learned that in school. Because like over the years, like people were starting to realize, oh, the 7G waves, they're necessary for our phones. <laughs> but they're causing really adverse effects on just birds. So we really need to um, use these locks. So no one hack into them and break them because, whoa, oh boy, the world would be hurt. Uh, I, do, <laughs> I think that at least House Gammon had a nice reveal. I was, oh, I was fine sure. with that. I, I think that that was uh, fun. I liked the way that it evolved out of necessity for needing to fly. And it was, uh, it was cool. And I like that they... I am interested to see how they'll handle the whole gliding aspect in the future because that was obviously like a very important thing and how yeah. it was able to like actually get in the air this time. So I wonder if they will keep with that or if in the future it will just fly around willy-nilly because... I feel like that'll probably be the case. I feel like it will yeah. too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it, was, it was cool that they added that mechanic, but it feels like it would be kind of hard to have that be explained each time. Yeah. So I guess maybe we could just assume that he's finding these... that he's gotten like adept at finding these air currents. And um, I think I think he had like a move where he kind of manipulated air a little bit so yeah maybe that'll tie more into it i'm also i don't know i'm also just very intrigued as to why yatagaraman felt the need to leave that was the weirdest thing in yeah. for the in the finale like just he got hit once he didn't have any dialogue he had no reason to retreat and he just left yeah and yeah just like it, i I know people are getting kind of bored of Hero kind of just talking to the Digimon to talk them down from the crazy stuff that they're doing. But in, if the alternative is this, then I don't know. Like, I, I would rather him right. talk to them or have the fight be fair and then him uh, strategize his way to victory. This just... Yeah, no. Yeah. Just kind of ended with nothing. And that seems to be, I mean, a couple episodes have suffered from that where they are building things throughout the episode and then the ending just suddenly, because I felt like the Pumpkin Mon episode was like that where they said, oh, well, we'll be your friends. And it was just like, bye. And they left, yeah. you know, like some of the episodes are like 
they're just wrapping them up way too fast. Yeah. Now, it's funny that we bring that up now because this next episode we're going to talk about is also wrapped up very, very fast. But I think it's a positive thing this time. So we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll go back to there because um, I do want to talk a lot about that. But um, so that's, I don't know, does anyone have anything else you want to say about Yatakaraman's episode or are we good with birds? No, I think, I think we, we hit, hit on it. All right. So let's oh. talk about the superior episode now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, there's one with Sistermon, whatever it's called. So this one, it, it's funny. I did enjoy this one a lot, despite some very noticeable problems we'll talk about, but it's uh, overall, I was much more into it than the other ones. And it's funny because this one had, I feel like, a lot less setup than the other episodes. There was not much going on to be like, oh, here's all this and this and this. The only setup we got, and this is a weird one, is uh, someone died, like legitimately. Yeah, (laughs) they didn't show him in the hospital. Yeah. They didn't show him anywhere else. There was just a literal car crash explosion and then no other mention of that guy's condition. So we are only to assume that he died in that explosion. Yeah. Um, so the stakes were decent at the start. People are If people are dying from car accidents because of this procession of Digimon, then yeah, things are going wrong. Um... So that's, yeah, I think it started off strong in that regard. The lack of setup, like you said, I was kind of like iffy on it at first. I was like, oh, why are things happening? And eventually I was just like, I got I got pretty into it. And I was like, all right, it's okay that things are moving extremely fast here. Because that's kind of the, the theme of the episode. Yeah, they went yeah. in a different direction. Because like, even though they didn't set it up, they did eventually lay out why everything was the way it was. Like, yeah, exactly. we got We got answers to... Well, we got answers to most of the question. There is one, there's well, there's more than one question, but the main question I had early on is, what the heck is Jellymon doing? <laughs> she she's just messing around with everything. She just she sees a Digimon that's like, oh, like, like this, this looks like it could be funny. <laughs> Let's give Sister Monsiel, who is an actual maniac, uh, a go kart, a really fast go kart. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I kind of like that chaotic energy that um, existing within the main party because it's like, yeah. At, at one point, um, like, I, like on, on one hand, I'm like, wow, Jellymon's kind of being a piece of crap <laughs> pretty consistently, and on the other hand, it's like Jellymon funny. We like Jellymon. Yes, it's quite clear that Jellymon is not there to serve any kind of like purpose for the team like it's not there because it's there to help them out with their goals it's there because it just wants to hang out and screw with the uh, kiyoshiro and so it's a uh, what it does outside of the team is entirely just its own thing and yeah i don't think we've I, ever had a partner like that not not no not not one that was like a partner from the start like i guess impmon was kind of doing right. uh, messed up stuff but yeah jellymon's like an actual digimon partner that is actively working against the uh <laughs> the party in a lot of ways she she, she 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 works it out later by kind of like by helping them but she's the reason a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. happened um <laughs> yeah i don't know i like her a lot i like her dialogue a lot in this episode when she was just like praise me more oh but also i'm out of gas <laughs> i that was a really fun moment 
I I feel like she's more of a character than uh, uh, Kyoshiro is at this point. Oh, yeah. She's a, more it's, of an interesting character, at least. I yeah, think which is funny. This goes back to what we kept saying. It's like the Digimon have their own characteristics and are their own full characters instead of being half characters to support the humans. Like, they yeah, are exactly. 100% their own things in every sense of the word, and I love it. I absolutely love just how independently they act. Yeah. I also really like uh, Ruli's kind of uh, ability to play off of what Hero was throwing down. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like keep the keep the the trick going. That was a cool cool uh, character moment for both of them. Um, I really like really as a character. I like that she takes initiative. I like that she's able to like follow through on um, strategies. Um, she plays well with others while also taking kind of like a leadership role in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that. Gamamon likes her a lot too. It, like, yeah, it's funny to see him always get excited when he sees her, but never when he sees Kyoshiro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how the Digimon interact with the humans that aren't their partners. Mm-hmm. Like they all seem like they're super into being in this like in this team and working with these other people. Like I like how Analytical and Goromon and Hiro get together. I like how Jellymon and Ruli kind of like team up to bully Kyoshiro. I like how uh, Gammon is like a cheerleader constantly for what Ruli's doing. It's just a lot of fun. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think um, this episode had a lot of good Digimon moments too with Sister Seal. Like, we've had a, a lot of good Digimon villains, I think, throughout this series so far. Like, Clockmon, I was a really big fan of. I liked Mummymon and his motivations. Popmon was a lot of fun. I think the only one I really didn't care for was Yatagaramon. Um, so, we've had a lot of good ones, but Sister Seal was the first one where it's like, she's. I don't know. How do I describe it? She's really just doing her own thing and that's yeah. it she's really just trying to be her own self it's like it has nothing to do with making friends nothing to do with helping people nothing to do with sealing life force from anybody it's just she just wants to race and yeah she wants to be the fastest and the strongest yes and she's insane about it i don't like yeah. human digimon at all but this episode made me actually enjoy sister Seal. i have to say I, I uh i think it is kind of a cool uh way to portray that that character a nun who is a speed demon and who will summon an actual demon in order to make the race more exciting for herself no no one else everyone else will get trapped in the scythe but as long as she gets to have that adrenaline rush and gets to prove that she's the fastest and the strongest things are okay i don't know i i think that premise alone for an episode is just like pure digimon for me it's just so silly and it's so like over the top but it's it was portrayed in such a fun way that i'm just i was on board with it when it was uh when it all came together so yeah because it's kind of one of the first times where digimon are just having their own interests entirely and it's like it's giving us a glimpse into that side of things because everything so far has been how did digimon interact with humans and in this case it's uh i don't know we're getting closer to seeing what a digimon relationship looks like um how they interact with each other rather than how they interact with humans and i like yeah and that really gets um succinctly summarized in the fact that like by the end the the main battle was not between any of the partners and a digimon it was between sichimon steel and metal phantomon and i liked that a lot i liked that we're just seeing like them be their own characters outside of what the party is even doing and i thought that was really cool i love the way a metal phantomon was portrayed in this i think Mm -hmm. they did a 
magnificent job there. Um, I liked that the stakes for the Digimon were really there, because uh, obviously these Digimon enjoyed racing, but didn't weren't all on board for you know being sucked into a scythe. I don't know. Do you think they're dead? Do you think they're fine? Like I don't know. They can obviously. They talk were they the were side. calling out, um, like Unimon or whoever got trapped first was like, "Let me out." Yeah. So it's like. Um, I um, think they're they're probably like they could probably get out somehow, but it wasn't explained, and it's definitely a, a scary uh, concept. And especially, and the fact that the the red mark showed up on the partner Digimon's foreheads as well. Also, yeah, that was a that was a decent amount of uh, additional stakeage as well. The only uh, only downside I'll say about the episode, because again, it, I think it was overall good, um, but this was an episode all about racing and stuff, and you've got to have a good animation budget to really portray such things. Oh man! And they they did not have that whatsoever because like, I'll tell you right now turning a car as you're turning roads it's a hard thing to animate absolutely that's why so many American shows especially and even some Japanese ones Ghost in the Shell did this a lot you you make a 3D model of a car and you turn that and try to like sell shaded enough to where it looks like it's still part of the scenery but the, the type of anime isn't the type that would normally do anything with CGI in that way and it's uh, all 2D which is respectable if you can make it work but they didn't so instead of cars yeah. turning they just didn't turn it <laughs> would instead just be at one angle and be dragged across the screen and it's a, it's like our good old friend Sneemon from back in colon yeah <laughs> big, huge Sneemon moment with the uh the car zigzagging like a uh <laughs> like just like a static image across the screen which was hilarious but probably not <laughs> <laughs> it took you out of the moment, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it did. I was like, yeah, I shouldn't have been laughing so hard. Yeah. Like, even, uh, there was even a few non-car scenes that were a little off, too. Like, when Elephamon fell over, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, like, two frames dedicated to that. And then it was, it just looked really, really bad. The but. entire animation budget seemed to go to Metal Phantomon's initial appearance. Yes, which, yeah, it was, it was glorious. Yeah. And afterwards, I was like, all right, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So then we come to the end of the episode, which is super friggin' interesting because we had Black Tailmon show up again for the first and time. And she had she had the uh, thermos from Danny Phantom. She had the thermos from Danny Phantom, the evil containment jar from Dragon Ball Z, the <laughs> what's the proton pack from uh, Ghostbusters, all those things. <laughs> um, just shows up, opens up the jar, a digital gate opens, sucks up all the Digimon. They go in, the, and then the jar gets closed, and then that's it. The episode's just, like, basically over at that point. No explanation at all for what just happened, uh, leaving us to have a lot of questions. But they're questions I... I don't know. I, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're going to get answered at some yeah, point. Yeah, these are plot questions, are which plot is very questions. cool. Yeah. Those are the good kind um, of questions. Yeah, it was cool to see uh, Black, Black Tailmon show up. It was cool to see that um, in, this, in this, like, universe... Uh, the ghost catching device sends them back to the, the digital world or spirit world or whatever. The real that's one, like, again. Yeah, because yeah, we got, we got the further analog. clarification between the in between world where they do their battles and the actual digital world, which I appreciated that. Yes, yes, I do like that, and I like I I like how things were kind of reaching a fever pitch up until things ended like that, but it didn't feel abrupt. It kind of felt like, like it had to happen 
almost. Mm -hmm. It was like things were getting so crazy. Like Seal was fighting Metal Phantom on. Everyone was like going super fast, and things were just going absolutely nuts. And then, and then this this little cat shows up with a thermos. I have to have my memory refreshed a little bit here because we've only seen Black Tailmon twice else in this series. One of them being the opening sequence, but the other one is in the first episode. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't it like deliver the letter for yes. Hero's dad? Okay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I don't know. That could imply a connection between what happened and Hero's dad in this case. If Blacktailmon is actually like someone who works for him, or Blacktailmon could just be a generic like postman in this universe. And yeah, maybe there are multiple. They could also be multiple. That's also technically possible. Um, but like they could, they could just basically be deliverymen to go around and uh, take care of something. So in the case of Hero's dad, it's a delivery message. Or in the case of whoever orchestrated this to open up the jar and get those Digimon back and. Yeah. Whether that's Hero's dad who is trying to also control the hologram ghost situation, or whether it's something else that sent Blacktailmon to uh, get them back. I don't know. I don't know. There's a uh, there's options there. I want to say that the dad thing is more likely. I feel like they want us to make that connection. Yeah. But I also think it's like too early to say for sure. I agree. I think those are those are good points and. Uh... Yeah, I, I, um, I'm looking forward to seeing where that thread uh, ends up. So, overall, I think uh, good episode there. Good uh, palate cleanser to the Yadagaramon one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to bring us back. Um, did, did you guys watch the uh, spoiler for the next episode? Yes. Uh, I did. Okay. We got Clockmon coming okay, up. We do. We do. Um, we talked about that in an like the first episode or something of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're like, it's gonna come back. We're like, what if we get a rogues gallery situation and here it comes. We have our, our first, we have, we have Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, time, time manipulating Scarecrow. Yeah. I am excited about that. I'm, yeah, this is exactly the kind of thing I wanted to see happen. I wanted to see like villains with continued motivation from previous episodes and I am uh, very interested to see where they go with that and whether it will escape again or whether it will be like finalized. I'm hoping that like something happens where it can can continue to do its thing. Yeah. And, but we'll see. I'm uh, very much looking forward to seeing it return. Looks like they're still going to be playing with his uh his abilities and maybe in like a different way. It seems like uh it seems like they might be doing that. So that's cool. So that is Ghost Game. More episodes coming up. Um, we will be recording again in two weeks. So we'll have two more episodes to cover. So for now. We, of course, have to do the Digimon of the week. We're going to see who we get. Let's see. Last, who did we have last week? We had Otamamon last week, I believe. And so we're going to roll. An, actually, I, up, I added more Digimon since we have this new dim, so I've got to see. Oh, nice. Um, okay, so now we're up to 768. All right. Pick a random number between 1 and 768. Here's a random number, 164. Okay, 164. That's pretty close to the last one we did, didn't it? I feel like we did like 168 last time. But it is random, so... Yeah, that's very close. Alright, so we have this time Atlakabuterimon. Atlakabuterimon, nice. of course, debuted on the Digimon Pendulum version 1, along with Otamamon. Um, and it is a big blue bug that evolves, generally speaking, from Kabuterimon, as you might guess. It first appeared in the show in Adventure as Kabuterimon's perfect form, but it was recolored to red, which is technically a distinct Digimon these days. So Atlo Kabuterimon originally was a vaccine, 
these days it's considered a data. I heavily disagree with that, but whatever. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a classic one, one of the most classic Digimon you can get, and I'll share my opinions on it first. It's obviously a bug, so that's uh, big in my book. I love I love Beetle Digimon a lot. So um, it's easily a four-star for me, but I'm not sure if I'd go all the way to five-star, because obviously, like, Okuamon is my five-star pick. I like Okuamon a lot more than I like Atlakabuterimon. And if we're talking red, red I have even lower. I, I don't care about the red one at all, because um, blue is the only one for me. But... Um, I do, I do very much like it. It's one of those Digimon that also has a really good sprite. I like its sprite a lot, and uh, yeah, I think it's overall good. I'll stick with four stars. We'll stick with four stars for this. Atlukabuterimon does a good job. Ao, how about you? Um, I like it pretty well. I, I guess I'm kind of the bug Digimon. I'm kind of indifferent to overall. I'm on the opposite end. Um, but uh, the Tentomon line was probably one of my favorites in Adventure. Um. Atler's probably my favorite evolution of that line. Um, so I, I would probably give it a four out of five as well. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of indifferent. I don't have too much to say about it. You're indifferent, but on the good side. Yeah, indifferent, but positive. Yeah, that's that's usually yes. me. I'm like, eh, it's all right. And then I'll give it a high rating. <laughs> <laughs> this game sucked. Ten stars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it has a little something for everyone. <laughs> um, I love Adler Kabuterimon. I love his design. I think it's like not overcomplicated, but it's like the perfect level of complexity for a perfect evolution, uh, especially for a bug. Um, I love his horn. I love how he his eyes aren't visible, just his big, gaping, adorable mouth. Um, like you said, his sprite is spectacular. I think that's probably like the one reason I'm so disappointed that I never get uh, perfects, natural perfects on the pendulum, because I just I love his sprite so much. It's just a, he's just a cute beetle. I don't know. I love him. I'm actually going to hatch him right now on my pen twenty so that I actually oh my get gosh. actually get him. All right, it's hatching now. Um, <laughs> he's a five star for me. I love him in adventure. Oh, wow. Every time he'd come on screen, yeah, I would just get so hyped. Um, I was like, "This is a this is a perfect level Digimon." Like every single time, he'd be like, "Mega Kabuterimon." I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's that good stuff." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's a five star for me. He's probably my favorite uh, perfect level bug. Um, probably one of my favorite perfect levels. Period. Nice. He's so cool. I will say you said adventure. I think that would go for both adventures for me, obviously, because obviously I'm not a fan of Colin, but I did enjoy the way that Tentomon's whole line was portrayed in that series and like just how uh, the, the like the goofy Kabuki type theme that he had going on. So it's like I would say Atler was definitely a highlight for me in Colin in a, a diamond in a very, 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 very rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a. Uh... He's very cool. I love his attacks. I love uh, how he... <laughs> this is like a dub thing, but when he defends Angelomon from Lady Devimon, when she's about to impale uh, Angelomon, uh, he like breaks her spear arm. She's like, you broke it! He says, send me the bill, which is the <laughs> best <laughs> dub line ever. <laughs> I still think about it all the time. Oh my gosh, I love how much yeah, he's fun awesome. I had with that thing. All right, so... That's uh that averages out to a little over four stars, so good job Atler Kabuterimon. I think that's the highest scoring Digimon we've had yet. This yeah, might also be our first five star that was handed out. 
Yes, he, I think he was. He's also uh, kind of on theme for the uh, Primeval Warriors type thing. It's true. But would have fit well there. Yep. But they He's a him For green Poochimon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my nature spirit's egg just hatched, so I'm on my way to having my very own Adler Kabuterian one. Beautiful. Godspeed, so. Bubmon. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to keep him alive uh, until the next episode. That might be fun. That would be perfect. You could do it. That's only 14 days. Pen yeah, and easy. Pen 20s aren't that hard. Nah, I'll just pause them. Yeah, there you go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <just> freeze. <laughs> All right, that is everything t for today. Thank you, both of you, AO and Flurp, for joining me on this beautiful cast. And for thank sure. you, all of us listening. All of you listening. I'm not listening to this. I don't listen to what I record. <laughs> I, I record it, I send it out, and then I never touch it ever again. So I was not listening. Either way, if you were listening... Um, do make sure to subscribe on the podcast channel of your uh, choice. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts on all of those. And yeah, we'll be back again in two weeks with a, another episode to go over two more episodes of Ghost Game, more V-Pet stuff, and more random things in our lives. So until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.